Welcome to the Cal Current Podcast, presented by the Law Offices of Snell & Wilmer. This is a legal podcast that examines a variety of current legal issues that affect individuals and businesses here in California and beyond. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome. My name is John Frank. I'm a real estate attorney and partner at Snell & Wilmer, and I'm your host for this episode of Cal Current. And today we're going to talk about commercial leasing in a COVID environment and some of the issues that relate to what we're seeing here in the midst of the pandemic. So as most people are aware, there's a whole host of different governmental orders that have been issued on all kinds of topics with respect to COVID-19 and the current pandemic that we're dealing with. And some of those relate to leases and commercial leases in particular. Without getting too much into the weeds, September 23rd, Governor Newsom signed Executive Order N8020 to extend the authorization for local governments to halt evictions for commercial renters impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. And this order goes through March 31st, 2021. But what's very important to keep in mind with respect to that order is that it's simply an order to extend authorization for the local governments to halt evictions for commercial renters. That order in and of itself does not. And so if you are a landlord or a tenant and you're trying to figure out whether or not there's a government order that pertains to your ability to evict a tenant for failure to pay rent, or if you're a tenant, if you're wondering whether you're entitled to rent relief or if your landlord has the ability to evict you for failure to pay rent, you need to look to your local ordinance for guidance on that. And most, not all, but most of the local municipalities and counties do have ordinances in place. Some don't provide for any relief at all, and it's basically status quo, and others do. Again, there's there's literally dozens of different ordinances, so I'm not going to get into all of them here. Essentially, most of them where they do provide relief, there's some requirements. Oftentimes, the tenant has to demonstrate an inability to pay due to COVID-19, and they're required to notify the landlord, oftentimes within a certain time frame before that rent is due. And in some cases, they need to provide some backup materials relative to that. And if the tenant complies with those particular protocols, they might be entitled to rent relief. But again, it's really important for landlords and tenants to familiarize themselves with the local ordinances and figure out what's going on there. Keep in mind too, is, is a practical matter. There are a lot of the courts are, are backlogged and they've been backlogged for a long time. So tenant evictions aren't a huge priority. So even if they're, you know, if you're a landlord uh, who's wanting to evict a tenant, or if you're a tenant that, you know, is worried about being evicted and there's no guidance relative to the ordinance, 
it might be very difficult to get in front of a judge or get a hearing in, in certain circumstances, again, depending on the jurisdiction. Next, I just want to talk about some of the practical things that folks also are what we're looking at constantly lately is, you know, you have tenants who have all kinds of different requirements under their leases or landlords that are trying to get tenants to perform. And people are wondering what sort of relief they have outside of these ordinances under just applicable common law or California law. And Normally, the first thing that people start looking at are the force majeure clause in their lease. And a force majeure clause is a provision that's found in many leases and many contracts that provide, among other things, that in the event that there's an act of God or circumstances out of the reasonable control by the parties, that the particular obligation will be excused or told during that period of time in which performance is difficult. There is no standard force majeure clause. And so in California in particular, the courts have basically held over the years that the plain language of these provisions are what controls. So it's really important to review this language very closely For example, COVID-19 in and of itself is probably not, and this hasn't been decided yet in the courts, but is probably not an act of God as defined by the California courts. So you'd have to look at the language in the, in the force majeure clause closely to see if it has broader language. For example, excuses the parties for any reason beyond the reasonable control of the parties or if it specifically references something like viruses or diseases or pandemics, then that might be something that uh, a tenant might try to hang their hat on. Or, you know, if it's a landlord who's looking to excuse their performance for one reason or another, that sort of broader language can be helpful. And even if that language uh, is found in a force majeure clause, The courts, when they're looking at someone who's trying to excuse one of their obligations or having one of their obligations told or not enforced, it's important that in the courts will require these folks to act in good faith and use reasonable attempts to ensure performance. So in other words, just because there's a pandemic, if there was an obligation under a lease, that could have been performed and just wasn't, regardless of COVID, you can't just look to COVID and the COVID-19 provision or the force majeure provision and ask for an excuse. The courts are going to really require the obligation really couldn't have been performed. So what happens if uh, a party is looking to excuse one of their obligations under a lease, say it's a construction obligation of a tenant that they were required to do. And then, you know, rent's supposed to start at a certain time after construction. Some, you know, take that for an example. What if there is no force majeure provision or the particular event is not listed in the force majeure provision? If that's the case, then contract performance is only excused if the event was unforeseeable, 
and impossible. So unlike language that you might find in a force majeure provision where an obligation could be excused if it's just beyond the reasonable control due to some event like an act of God or a pandemic, if that language isn't found in the lease and you're just looking to the law that's on the books in California, the tenant would really have to start looking at some of these older common law principles like impossibility. And again, for something to be impossible, the event must constitute almost a real impossibility. So an extreme and unreasonable difficulty to perform, which is a hard standard to meet. And just it being more expensive isn't an excuse. A mere increase in expense or a decrease in profitability without more does not excuse performance. Instead, a party must really show that the purpose of the contract has been defeated by the unforeseen event or that there's particular laws that have been put in place that it's made it illegal or prohibited absolutely the ability to do the obligation that person is seeking to avoid. So in that regard, just practice tip always, but especially in this environment, as landlords and tenants are negotiating new leases, they should really look closely at their force majeure provisions and negotiate those clauses carefully. Ideally include a COVID-19 reference or reference viruses, pandemics, and related governmental orders as a force majeure event. If you're a tenant, you really should try to get, if you can, a rent abatement right for any period in which you're closed for business totally or partially due to a force majeure event. And uh, if you're a landlord, you, you really want to push back on that. And landlords really should be attempting to include language expressly stating that COVID-19 is not an excuse for failure to pay rent, even if permitted by governmental orders. So again, landlords should be looking really closely at that. Just a general note, what I'm seeing, I represent a lot of landlords and tenants in different market sectors. And again, this is just my window of the world, but in the office sector, not as much cooperation from landlords relative to COVID-19, unlike a restaurant or a retail business that's actually closed. Oftentimes, office space is sort of a matter of convenience. And oftentimes, folks are still allowed to come into their office under certain circumstances. So again, you're not seeing as much cooperation from landlords on rent abatement and so forth. People can still work remotely. And from, from the landlord's perspective on, on office, there's a lot of headwinds. The work from home trend uh, was already something that was beginning to take place before COVID. And now we're seeing a whole lot more of that. So that's something to look out for. Again, in the, in the office sector, landlords are again, dealing with a lot of different uh, headwinds. You know, they've been dealing with desensification, which is basically employers squeezing more and more workers into the same amount of office space, sometimes in open floor plans. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that changes after COVID due to social distancing and, and, and that sort of thing. Office landlords were dealing with a lot of additional demands for capital spending 
such as renovating lobbies, fitness centers, technology, and open floor plans, and with potentially less folks wanting to lease office space. Again, it's going to be interesting to see how this pandemic affects folks in the office sector. Retail, obviously, you know, with restaurants closed, gyms closed, so many retail-related businesses closed. There's been a lot of pain and suffering both on the landlord and tenant sector. You know, from a landlord's perspective, e-commerce was already really having an impact on that sector. And now you're going to even be seeing more of that. Obviously, the stay-at-home orders and closure mandates, vacancies, you know, vacancies deter shoppers and have spiral effect on other tenants, especially tenants with co-tenancy provisions, which is basically a provision where if other tenants are closed, then a particular tenant might have a right under their lease to be closed. So that's been putting pressure, depending on the lease and the environment on particular landlords. Liability issues under lease agreements based on COVID. These are very fact specific and there's going to be more to come and more to see as far as how certain things uh, pan out once courts start getting in full force and all the government moratoriums and orders are lifted. But I know there's a lot of landlords and tenants that have different concerns relative to liability for COVID, you know, what happens if folks get sick? And again, it's very fact specific and there's going to be more to come, but where the landlord controls and maintains the common area, you know, under normal circumstances, it can be held liable for injuries occurring in the common area, but typically only if the landlord created the danger or has an actual or constructive notice of the danger and nonetheless fails to maintain the premises in a reasonably secure and physically safe condition. So a lot of landlords are kind of wondering what happens relative to, you know, how this has an impact on them relative to COVID. I think all I would can say on that is that landlords should just be proactive, follow OSHA guidelines, really look closely at the OSHA guidelines, follow the CDC guidelines, state and county health guidelines, provide notices to tenants, put up signs relative to COVID and basically just use all reasonable and common sense protocols to prevent spread. I guess as a, as a closing matter on, on this issue related to commercial leasing and, and, and COVID-19, it's just really important to communicate. Tenants really, really should be communicating with their landlords and landlords should be communicating with their tenants. For the most part, what I've seen is that when people are acting in good faith, they're able to work out reasonable solutions to the issues that folks are facing with respect to their leases. So communicate, communicate, communicate. I think that folks can expect courts to be impatient with tenants trying to take advantage of the pandemic. And I think that courts are going to be very impatient with landlords that are trying to take advantage of tenants with respect to the pandemic. So again, look closely at your lease and the provisions of your lease. Look closely at the local ordinances and communicate good faith dealing and the express terms, the lease agreements will be the biggest controlling factors. We've come to the end of this episode of The Cal Current. I'm your host, John Frank. 
and I appreciate your time. If you have any questions about the topic covered in today's episode, please email me at jfrank at swlaw.com. Thank you for listening to CalCurrent, a weekly podcast navigating California's legal landscape brought to you by the law offices of Snell and Wilmer. Do you have a topic you would like to discuss? Please feel free to send us your topics to calcurrent at swlaw.com. Be sure to check out our website for more episodes and information about this podcast. We can also be found on all major social media platforms at SWLaw News. Thank you and until next time.